Blog Talk Radio. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch how we shine. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our responses be prime. All bases covered, Woo. yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go, so do grab a Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show. All bases come. Welcome back to another episode of the All Bases Covered podcast. We got quite the show going on today. Uh, Josh, I'm told that there could be a great white buffalo sighting today. I'm not sure, but there could be one. Uh oh. Is, this, is that Sasquatch? Are we going to finally get Sasquatch on? We might, we might get Sasquatch. He. He texted me earlier that he was going to do it. Then he texted me about 30 minutes ago saying, I don't know. I'm not feeling, I might not be feeling it tonight. I don't know if I can give the performance that I demand of myself. And then I made fun of him a little bit. And then he said, just send me the fucking topics. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't coming on. (laughs) But we do have a guest, um, my, uh, my buddy Metch, um, he will be coming on to do some sports betting topics. This dude uh, constantly in the sleeper app is showing his uh, his bet slips where he's winning like seven hundred, two thousand, four thousand dollars, man. So he will be giving his Damn. tips today. So should be some good stuff, man. I'm looking forward to it. We got okay, uh, okay. and you're the only one that spins needs to spin the wheel. But you also have to. You never texted me the movies, Josh. Oh, I forgot some bitch. And then yeah, we got a plan. We got a plan one of these weekends so I can go ahead and just knock out the beer mile and and the fucking what was the other one I was gonna do with you? Oh uh, shit! It was uh, I can't remember. It, didn't you have to dance or the chug? No, you had to do the uh, along came Polly. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we'll knock that out. We'll get together one of these Saturdays or Sundays. Yeah, i got to get all nice and sweaty for you. <laughs> oh, God. And your face gets to rub in all this hair. I am going I'm going to make sure I'm extra dirty, extra oh, stinky for this one, too. I am, I'm gonna, I am going to have the most fucking hand sanitizer on me for my face. Just, I'm just going to, just you might, go you ahead. might have to go get fucking, uh, a COVID shot <laughs> right after it. Oh, fuck man. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if Sam's not here, do we want to log, log on real quick and, and, uh, spin the wheel? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, uh, we'll go to the simulcast. Um, hold on. I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, I got. I we got to pick our helmets too. Yeah, we gotta wait for uh, Sam for that one. But both Fuck. of us are safe. Okay. All right, yeah. bring the fucking wheel of destiny up. I still got to do the Slimer. 
Yeah, I think the only one that you owe, Josh, you haven't lost very much, so I'm kind of pissed about that. Yeah, but you have the Slimer, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. No, and the and you already did the Kyrie Irving. So yeah, yeah. Fuck. All right, all right. Here we go. Spending big bucks, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. The Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. I forgot to take a long came Polly off there, so I have to do that. But tis the season. Yeah, so you got to you got to take this, take it along came Polly and re-spin it. Um, let's see, tis the season. So you got to wear holiday clothes and walk around your neighborhood singing Christmas carols. Oh, perfect. You know what? You should knock on that neighbor's door that you hate and just start caroling right in front of their faces. <laughs> oh, that's that. Yeah. I, I, they'd probably call the fucking cops on me. But here, here's, here's the funny, funny thing. So I told you about I had to put cameras out and everything, and they posted some, some big, long thing on, what can I do? Uh, they got cameras pointed right at our stuff. and Yeah. Uh, I'm a victim, blah, blah, blah. I was out there today because I, I uh, had some stuff I needed to burn uh, from Halloween. I made a little pallet fence. I was like, well, I need to get rid of all these pallets now. So I, I, I was burning them all. Look over. They got a fucking camera on my backyard now. Oh, good, man. I'm like, Fantastic. oh, fucking typical liberal fucking hypocrite. You should just jerk oh, off right now. I thought about I mean, I go out and piss all the time, so they probably got a shot here and there. <laughs> oh, my God, oh, no, he's pissing in front of my dick. Uh, don't worry. I'm LBGT. Plus. <laughs> you, I, I won't get in trouble. <laughs> uh, sir, uh, you voted Republican uh, the last few years. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm sorry. There's Sam. There he is. Hey-oh. All right. Sam. <laughs> what it do? What it do? What it do? What it do? I, I got to go fucking Christmas carol around my fucking neighborhood. Yeah. That's oh, the no. Punishment he drew, that he drew. So why don't we, why don't we draw, make our helmet picks now, and then we'll start into shit. And then we got... Uh, Mech joining. Uh, well, his real name's like Mech the Call. He, he always jokes that he he's a uh, he is a black guy with a Russian name. So, oh, we have a special announcement. Wait a second, is it true? The white buffalo. Is the great white buffalo, the great white buffalo actually on the show? Did he? Is the great white buffalo here? Is Sasquatch here on the show? I, I am here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh Tommy's here. <laughs> I was I was oh, hoping for some like stone cold. What? I, I was hoping for some stone cold like entrance, you know, broken glass oh. and just I don't know, you know. But uh... <laughs> sorry, sorry. How about uh, I don't think I have. Luke, Luke's pretty bad at the soundboard anymore. Oh, hey, listen, you, man. You tell your boyfriend you to get said, a shit you know what? We Tell your boyfriend to, to get his audio correct. Uh, we used to have a producer, <laughs> but, you know, they, they left. So, oh, all right. Before, let me get off the helmet. And before that, I'm going to ask Tommy a question. 
Okay. Tommy, are you going to Ohio State this weekend? I I am not going. It's it's my, my brother. Yeah. My brother is going. All right. I'll have to uh, text your brother then. Are you going? Yeah, he'll be, he'll up, be there. up there. My parents will be down there too. Okay. We got to figure out where where we can uh, tailgate at and have some fun. Right. Heck yeah! You're going right. to the game. Yep. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You got to get this W, then next week is the big one. Did you hear about the bet that Stroud and Tom Brady made, by the way, for the Michigan game? So Fucking the if Super Bowl, Bowl Yeah, if Ohio State wins, he has to get uh, – uh, uh, Tom Brady's got to give Stroud one of his Super Bowl rings. But if Michigan wins, basically Stroud's got to give his entire career to Tom Brady. So unless Tom Brady's like some fucking demon that, you know, we've known all along uh, and is going to just literally monstar C.J. Stroud and take his talent away, I don't know how, you know, how Stroud's going to fucking pay up on that. But, all right, let's draw our helmets, then we'll get into the nitty-gritty of it. So who wants to go first for the helmet drawing this week? You do. What's that? You do. All right, fine, fuck it. I'm taking I'll go first. Hold on. As long as I don't have to spin the goddamn wheel of death, I'm good. As long as you're not cheating to the fleet. Jags, fuck you. Jags. Who are the Jags <laughs> playing this week? Jags got, where are they? Oh, Tennessee Titans, seven-point favorites. I'm going to keep that shit. All right. Oh, shit. Josh or Sam, who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right, Sam. Sam is going to get Oh, he's got the Kansas City oh, Chiefs. Oh, fucking the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are... Well, they play the Chiefs. are two and a half point favorites at home against the Eagles. Are you going to keep it or put it back? Oh, shit. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put it back. Keep it we're going to get beat. Oh, he's going to put it back. He's going to put yeah, it gonna back. Yeah, I'm going to put it back. That's a smart move. I'd put it back. All right, so Sam's got no good. No good. No Oh, even better, the Cleveland Browns without Deshaun Watson. The Browns are one point. Browns are one point favorites at home against the Steelers. Fuck. Uh, And the Steelers have already beat them once. Yeah. All right, Josh. Here you go. Josh gets here. We. The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Dallas is playing. Dallas plays Carolina. They're 10 and a half point favorites. Are you going to keep it or put it back? I'm going to keep it. All right. All right. So, I don't know. I don't know, Sam. Maybe you should have kept that fucking cheese pick. (laughs) I don't think so. I think the Eagles are going to beat them. Oh, they might. I don't know, man. We'll see. Chiefs coming off a bye, though. Andy Reid's very good off the bye. So, all right. So, I got to ask. I'm going to ask everybody here. Tomorrow night, right, the Bengals having lost to the Texans, is this a must-win game for the Bengals? Like, if they lose, are they are their playoff hopes shot? Are they done? I think there's a bigger question, though. I mean – the fact that C.J. Stroud was able to beat the Bengals is like a passing of the torch in a way. Like, is he the next upcoming talent that we should keep our eyes out for? 
probably. I, I honestly think uh, Houston's probably going to win that division going forward. For I, I think I think they're going to be the better team than the Jags with Trevor Lawrence. They they might be uh, they they might be, but I still like Jacksonville's overall team better than Houston. I do think Stroud could be just as good as Lawrence, if not better. But, but yeah, I, I, that, I think it'll come down to the Jags and the Texans for a while. The Titans got to rebuild and the Colts Colts could still be pretty good. You know, they, they've been injured this year, so I'm not going to rule the Colts just out just yet, but we have to see what Anthony Richardson becomes. Cause I don't have a ton of hope for him. Or just imagine if you put some weapons around Stroud and Houston too, right? Well, they got they got some. They got got Nico Collins and Tank Dell, and then there's talk. I mean, they got the 24th pick this year. um, That's via the Cleveland Browns. Uh, There's talk that if he's there, the Texans might take um, uh, a a Becca from Ohio State and reunite him with uh, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That or they can get a better tight end too. I don't know. I like Dalton Schultz, man. I like Dalton Schultz. And to be honest with you, he's, right. he's still he's a younger guy. I, I don't I, I think Dalton Schultz is just fine. He's he's top ten tight ends in the league, man. <laughs> like what how many tight ends are you taking over Dalton Schultz? But back to my original question, uh, since you guys are going off topic here. <laughs> is the Bengals in a must win situation tomorrow night? Yeah. Yes and no. Like, C.J. Stroud did light them up. The Bengals were not getting enough pressure. And, and Tommy, keep me, keep me honest on this one. When C.J. Stroud has time, he can, he can light anybody up, no matter what. When he got pressured, that's when he struggled at Ohio State. But when he had a clean pocket, he was lethal and deadly. The Bengals let him be lethal and deadly. You're going, into, you're going into the Ravens, and if you can't, if you can't do that with Lamar, he's going to tear you up too. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, if you this this statement's coming from the, the only person in this group that's not a diehard Bengals fan or on PEDs. All right, <laughs> so I'll put that out there. Um, this is definitely a must win for the Bengals only because of who it is. It's the Ravens. It's conference rival, right? I mean, I feel the Steelers and the Browns now losing Watson are going to go down in the division, right? And if the Ravens gain just another game on the Bengals, there's, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. Now, I think they still have a shot for a wild card. Uh, because, I mean, because you look at the other teams behind them, they're all right there with five and five. So they have a shot. The difference, Josh, is this. The difference is all of their losses are to AFC opponents. So they are losing a ton of tiebreakers. They're losing a ton of tiebreakers. So even if there's multiple teams at 10 and seven with the – Bengals having lost to the Titans, the the Ravens, and the Browns already, and if they lose to the Ravens again, and then they've lost to the Texans, you're looking at – They're 0-4 with AFC. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or one and four for we'll see. But they still have a shot. Yeah. Uh, if they lose this game, yeah, it's going to be tough. They still have a shot for the wild card is what I'm saying. Uh, but hear me out on this one. Would it be smart? It, let's just say the Bengals end up winning out, and they place fourth in that division, and all four teams make the playoff in that division. And then the Bengals can go on a run and win the Super Bowl. And the next year they get the fourth place schedule. That's true. I mean, that's true. If they if they get if they go like let's say ten and seven, right, and they 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 make the playoffs, and they're the last place team in that division. Although I don't think it's going to happen because I don't I think Cleveland's going to struggle without Deshaun Watson. But let's hypothetically, that could be the best case scenario where they take the number seven seed, and let's face it. As a number seven seed, what number two seed wants to see the Bengals in the wild card round, even on even at home? I don't think there's anybody. If if the Dolphins or the Ravens are holding on to the number two seed and they have to face the Bengals out of the gate, I don't think anybody's excited for that matchup. It's in my opinion, it's kind of sort of like uh, uh, when and Aaron Rodgers went on his Super Bowl run. They were a wild card team. Um, yeah, they were the sixth no one wanted to, they No were, one wanted to see them. No one wanted to see right. them, right? In the playoffs, no one wanted yeah. to see them. So, I give the Bengals. It's one of those things when you're looking at fantasy football, you're coming up on that Monday night game, and you're looking at the, the percentage meter, and it's like you've got like a, an 8% chance to win, right? That That's where the Bengals are on getting to the playoffs if they lose tomorrow night. Okay. 100%. Right. Now, awesome. Let me ask you a question, a Bengals fan. Hypothetically, now let's say if you're out of the playoff race, what do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, we're do you rap, bro? If he's if he's not fully healthy, do you kind of accept your fate, look for a higher draft pick? I, the thing is, I don't know that we'll know if the Bengals are truly out of it for another couple of weeks. But yeah, if we're going into week fifteen and we're pretty much out of it with no chance to make the playoffs or very slim chances, like less than 10%, I honestly would shut down all our high-profile guys, not risk a major injury late in the season, like in January or late December, where you know, like, like if you're out of it, and Jamar Chase, you're playing him in week 16, and he tears his ACL in late December, he's not making it back until at least October right of the of the next year you know maybe late september and so you just i don't know i i I think it's uh definitely uh something that you could see happening if they're truly out of but i i don't i don't see the Bengals sitting there at like you know five and eight and you know i just don't see that happening i but you know i I don't think and this is a this is a perfect reason why the Bengals should have made a fucking move before the trade deadline they had a clearer shot at getting Chase Young for a third-round pick. Yes. Now that Sam Hubbard is out for multiple weeks, he could have been plug-and-play. And, yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting to see. And then also you, you could have made a move to go grab a, another tight end, right? Yeah. Like, you could have gone to – there's somebody that would have made a deal with you. I guarantee you. There's somebody sitting out there. There's a decent tight end out there. Hell, I, I, I bet you 
Atlanta would have listened if they came calling for Johnny Smith. Like, or I, Kyle I just, Pitts. I, Kyle Pitts probably would have been taken a first-round pick or so to go get, and I don't know if I want him that bad. But, but the fact is, I like Tanner Hudson. He's coming along lately, but he's still – he's 28 years old, man. It's not like he's 23 and you're like, oh, this, is, this guy has some upside. He's 28. So, like, how good can he really be? And Irv Smith is not the guy. So – yeah, but the tight end can't really be yeah. the problem for the Bengals, though. I mean, come on. I mean, you look at the receivers and weapons, and no, you're right. Yeah, I I still think it, it boils down to offensive line. It really yeah. does. They're, they got the inside out tackle. It, it, yeah. it seems like the edges. I think Jonah Williams and, and Orlando Brown have been great. It's the interior line. They are fucking letting people come right up the gut. Missing assignments. Alex yeah. Chapo's fucking garbage. Chapo's look terrible, and Jonah Williams is also getting abused on the right side against decent pass rushers. So that's why he won't be around next year, and that's fine. So he should really his best move. Jonah Williams his best move because he has short arms is to kick inside the guard. That's his best move because he doesn't have the, the arms, the long arms to play tackle, and he doesn't have the height to play tackle. I think Jonah Williams is only like six foot four, six foot five. Most tackles in the league are six six, six seven, six eight. And he doesn't have the long nope. arms. His arms are short. And he doesn't get that initial punch on the defensive lineman. So really Jonah Williams, if he wants to have a long career, will will kick inside to guard. I think he's better suited playing guard. And I, I honestly think we could let Alex Kappel walk. If we re-sign Jonah Williams and he agreed to come inside and play right guard, and then we either go out and draft a right tackle, someone that can play right tackle, or we try to find one in free agency. But all right, guys, I want to move on real quick. I, I do want to talk about the Browns and their playoff chances without Deshaun. But first, I want to go to Buffalo. The the Bills that Monday night game, guys. Fuck, dude. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a bad beat that bad. I to to not only to not only fucking get the pass interference call that gets them down in field goal range, but then they miss the field goal only to have it called back because of twelve men on the field. Like that was just the absolutely most brutal fucking loss I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I and I've been a Bengals fan. For 30 years, and I I don't think I've ever seen a, a loss that bad. So, hey, all I know it helps the Bengals. It does. It does. Another team out. Oh, it, damn well it helps. It helps us. Because now we got what Houston. Houston's above us, so we got the Bills, the Raiders, and another team off at five and five. Damn, the Raiders, though, they look better with uh, Antonio Pierce at head coach, man. But, uh, it's crazy yeah, I, I don't know. You they look like a completely different team. They do look like a completely different team, 100%, man. And I, I don't know, man. They might make a push here. I, I feel like the Chargers are starting to slip. And then you got uh, – I, I don't know, but this the Bills, man, I think their window's closed. Uh, they fired Dor- Dorsey in what looks like a panic move, and I think McDermott's gone at the end of the season. If I was I'll the Bills, I would, I would probably move on, too. 
a lot, a lot of this is brought on by that Josh Allen regression that we've been talking about for like the last two years. You know, boneheaded mistakes, kind of chucking it up. He's playing like yeah. James Winston, honestly. Yeah. At what point does Stephon Diggs demand like a trade or something? Maybe go to the Cowboys, play with his brother? His brother's already demanding a trade for him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know already. out of Buffalo. I don't know, you know, I mean, I'm just, I, I mean, yeah, Diggs, Diggs has been, has wanted out of Buffalo and made comments the past couple of years, right? So yeah. I'm wondering if that was just kind of the, the straw on the back, right? Time to go. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, but he's no spring chicken either. I don't, he, he needs to go to a contender now because he's like 29, I believe, 28, 29, whatever it is. So he needs to go to a contender for sure. All right, so I don't want to keep our guest waiting any longer. He is on the line. We got Mitch uh, coming on to give us his picks of the week, going back to a segment that we used to do called Swimming with the Sharp. So without further ado, uh, I welcome Mitch to the All Bases Covered podcast. How you doing, buddy? Fellas, fellas, what's going on? Loving the show, loving the show. I was listening to you guys. Very captivating. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, man. Yeah, yeah welcome, nice. welcome. So, so. Yeah, today, well, well, just to kick it off, we're going to start today. All um, right. We got some great games today, but seeing that, we you know, I had the call at 8, we're going to work. I'm a Lakers fan, so we're definitely going to work on this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can see you're not a Lakers fan, huh? You must think the the so if, if you get muted count. by accident, if you get muted by That's accident, crazy. don't hold it against me. <laughs> crazy, right? I'm not oh, even no, no. I don't mind the Lakers. I just I just hate the the crybaby that plays there now. Wow. wow. I mean, our fans are not that bad. Come on now, the Knicks fans are. are no, I'm, are no, I'm not talking about fans. No, oh, I, Knicks fans I, I are like by the organization. I think it's great. Treacherous. I just don't like one of the players that's there. He's a fucking crybaby. Oh, okay. <laughs> who's that? I got I to gotta know. Who's this? I mean, I used to love the guy, guy. LeBron. I, I mean, I absolutely fucking loved him the until team? the last few years. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. What more can he do <laughs> to prove himself? LeBron Come on. He's a LeBron lover. He's a LeBron fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> right. quick, quick story, quick story. You know, it's crazy. When he came to the Lakers, I wasn't a big fan of it. I was a big Kobe fan. I didn't want any, you know, want anything tainted like it, was, like it wasn't going to be tainted anyway. But I wasn't a fan of it. But, you know, he grew, he grew on me. The guy grew on me. The guy's a savant. His IQ is, is amazing. Makes everything better. And, you know, gave us a championship. So, I'm cool with it. <laughs> An asterisk but, an asterisk, oh, a heavy man, here we go. Here we go. All right, let's get, let's get back to the Jets again. Tommy, so back gonna... me up on this one. Come on, guys. Okay, let's get back to the gist of it today, guys. Well, all right, they, so they, we uh, got – LeBron James is the best player ever? <laughs> no, all right, let's, 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 money, let's let Mitch get to his bets, and then, and then we can rib on him some more about LeBron James. Yeah, That's you know, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll definitely get back to that. All right, so <laughs> today we got, my Lakers, we got my Lakers facing the Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox coming back after an injury. Played really well last um, game. I was watching it. Uh, DraftKings gave me a free NBA league. I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> you you got to be in a certain tier to get it, but whatever. I'll take it. I'm in a diamond tier. I don't know. They just give you free things every time. So, so yeah. So, they'll be facing uh, the Sacramento Kings. Um, 
not going to lie. I think we're going to – we're at home, and I'm not going to lie to you. I think we're going to lose this game. Uh, they always got our number. The bonus and Fox, that duo always kills us, and that is where I'm going to start my prop bet for Fox. Now, we are terrible with guarding point guards. Uh, I guess almost every point guard gets us. We have D'Angelo. D'Angelo starting for us, and then he's not really a defensive point guard. So we can go straight to Fox's line, which is on DraftKings. It's about – I got to make sure I get that right because, you know, they change. I have FanDuel and DraftKings. But um, on DraftKings, it's about 20, 26.5. He's definitely going to go over that. He's, he's going to get 30, to be honest with you. He's going to get 30. Um, if you're more of a straight liner bet, you can go straight there. That's an easy cash. We really do stuff at point guards. Um, I got another straight liner that's easy, and then we can go straight to the parlays that I normally do. But another straight line we're going to go for, Sabonis and his rebounds. Now, Sabonis always tops about 11 to 12 rebounds on us. Last game we had with him, uh, it was we didn't have um, Anthony um, on our starting lineup, so he got, he got 15 on us. So today, Anthony, uh, well, we're still waiting on the injuries because, again, that's the crazy thing about NBA. They'll tell you they're in the injury lineup last minute. But I do think LeBron and Anthony plays today. Um, it's a very pivotal game. And uh, lately they've been playing back-to-backs. So I do think Anthony does come. So I'm not going to go as high as 15, but his line for his rebounds is 12.5. Now I like to do alternate. He will definitely get past 12.5. He'll definitely get past 12.5. He'll probably get a 13, 13 right then and there. But I like to do a little bit of an alternate, so I pushed it back down to about 11.5. Easy 12 rebounds. We're gonna we're definitely going to be missing a couple of shots. The bonus is – their best rebounder on that team. That's an easy three-line cash if you guys want to go there. All right. Well, for those two games, well, for that game, um, those were the straight-line caches, and we can just go straight to the parlays. Just quick question, bro. Would you take take any prop bets on the Lakers side, like uh, over-under on Austin Reeves or uh, assists for D'Lo? That's a good question. I was gonna. I have that those in the parlay, but if I were to take a straight with um with any Laker, uh, I would have to take LeBron's twenty three point five. Um, so LeBron, the last two games he's had, he's had nineteen points, eighteen points. Um, and I think this is a little bit of a get back game. Uh, when we do face Sacramento, we want to play hard. And um, seeing if LeBron is playing, he's gonna want to play for a meaning. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take his points there because if we have any chance of winning, LeBron has to reach more of a 23, 24 points uh, threshold. So his uh, points is 23.5. I can take that 24 points. I'll take uh, LeBron's points for a straight cash, or I'm gonna take LeBron's assist numbers. Well, it's for under, under 6.5. Now, I know that's hard to believe. LeBron is very great at passing and making sure his, you know, players get to the right spots. But uh, in this season, 
LeBron has been averaging a lot, a lot less in the assist area. I think he's been focusing more on attack, you know, attacking and scoring, trying to get his team together. So I'm gonna go under with LeBron six point five. He'll probably get six, and I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure D'Angelo is gonna be the one um, holding down the assist range for the Lakers. So definitely gonna take LeBron's under on the six point five. And those are the ones I'm, I'm going to trust the most because, again, this team is still trying to figure itself out. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, you know, with the Reeves going back on the bench and him trying to figure that out. He still gets the same amount of minutes he was getting starting. So it's a lot of shuffling going on in the on the lineup. So that those are the, the two. And the thing about Anthony, it's just hard to trust him sometimes, even with the rebounds and – in um, points, I wouldn't want to spend my money there at this time. If I'm going to put my money on on something, it's going to be somebody that really wants to win. And I'm not saying Anthony don't want to win. I'm just saying LeBron wants him more. So I'll take it back. But uh, those are my straight cash. It's uh, LeBron's points, which is 23.5, and his assists under 6.5. Only one thing. Can I ask you one more now, question, Matt? Yep. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt. One more question. Um, uh, I think that there's a good prop bet out there for Keegan Murray as well tonight. I actually like Keegan Murray too a lot. But uh, yeah, tell me which one you think. I actually have him on behind the parlay as well too. Okay, so I I was thinking for for Keegan Murray, he's actually been kind of picking up the last uh, I'd say one or two games. Um, I, I you know I like the fact that he can. Uh, pull in some rebounds. His his numbers have been kind of going up, so I'd yep. like to see what his over under on his on his rebounds are. That's exactly one of the things I had I have on my um my parlay. Uh, Keegan Murray, his rebounds has definitely gone up. Um, it might have been a little bit due to the fact of Fox being out, and um you know them focusing more on getting someone else to start getting more of the rebounds. Now, I still think with Fox still being in, he'll still be able to get to that um, threshold. Well, his rebounding now is at 6.5. He's broken that plenty of times this season. Yep. From a couple, he had a couple of nines there, sevens. But I I wouldn't take it for a straight line bet. If I would want to do that, I would do it for to – you know, uh, connecting with a parlay. My only reason for that is um, Lakers do have a lot of length in their um, lineups from uh, Tayshaun Prince, um, Rory Achimura, um, even, um, well, I'm forgetting the other, our bench center's name. Uh, wow. Well, even though it's still, we do, we do have a lot of length, so those rebounds are going to be a little bit hard to come after. But, I would put it into a parlay so to, you know, give it that little risk factor to go with, with everything else. If if that hits, then I guess everything else should hit. So his line right. is 10.5. Like, by, by, picking, by picking Savonis' rebounds, you're kind of sort of hoping that he's the main guy that's getting the boards, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. If, if, it's, if it's a pecking order for, for Sacramento, it's going to be Savonis, Keegan Murray. Those are like the top two in that area, and uh, the third just, you know, goes back and forth with a lot of other players. But those were the top two rebounders there, so, yeah. 
awesome, man. Well, we appreciate the insight, Mitch. Uh, I'm always getting jealous you posting your bet slips on the Sleeper app and just seeing you just making money hand over fist there. And, and you got me for about 150 bucks now. So um, I'm a little <laughs> upset. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. There's one thing I also tell um, the people that I uh, give my bets to. I'm a very – I'm a parlay kind of guy, right? Now, with parlays, uh, you would think it's very hard to, to hit. Uh, my wagers are also very low. So, with that being said, you won't lose a lot of capital doing these parlays if, you, if your wagers are low. I put enough for you to put, five, you know, put $5 in there, and you'll yeah. be able to get back at least 800 or you know something of that area. You just have to hit one time, and you'll have a bankroll for months. There you go. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, uh, we appreciate you jumping on, man. And uh, we hope to hear from you more as we do some more of these bets. Uh, you know, so uh, we'll definitely, uh, we've enjoyed having you on, talking a little bit of basketball, talking a little shit at the beginning. But uh, we appreciate your insight. And uh, thanks for uh, popping on, man. No problem. And I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys, if I'm taking up too much time, but I, I don't want to leave without giving you my parlay of the day for this Lakers okay. game. Right, Being a Lakers fan, I know my team a lot, so I always want. And it's a, it's a great spot. I think it's a uh, it's going to be a very high scoring game, and I like high scoring games. It makes it much better for you to hit these things. So today, my ten pick parlay will be Sabonis over twelve point five in rebounds, DeAndre Fox under six point five assists, LeBron James. 23.5 over in points. Sabonis, 6.5 in assist over. I also have the Sacramento Kings winning today's game, along with, now I told you that the the the, the Aaron Fox was 26.5 in points, but I gave it a little bit, I gave it a little bit more juice by putting 30 points. I alternated the points. So 30 points with the Aaron Fox. We also have uh, under 4.5 in rebounds for De'Aaron Fox, under 6.5 in assists for LeBron James, over 6.5 assists with D'Angelo Russell. And for the last thing, we have Anthony Davis under 12.5 in rebounds. Now that, for $10, is 5260 $5, half of that, yeah. Yep, and I've hit these a couple of times in my life. It's so great waking up in the morning, hitting something like that. I hope you guys hit that. If you guys fall asleep at the end of the game, hope you guys hit it in the morning and you get to see the 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 smile it puts on your face, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. All right, thanks, much, man. Appreciate it. Take care. Okay, no buddy. problem, guys. Have a good one. Hope you have a good morning, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna see you in the, our fantasy leagues again. <laughs> How's it going, man? All right. See ya. All right. Big shout out to Metch. Thank you for having uh, his big picks of the week for the Swimming with uh, Swimming with Sharp segment. Uh, I do have to uh, do a quick promo here for our sponsor, Collars and Company, um, introducing our exclusive uh, co- uh, Collars and Company clothing collection. Whether you're looking to dress up or dress down, our shirts are the perfect style and fit for your wardrobe. Um, our collars are not only stylish, but also comfortable and durable. 
uh, our shirts are made from high quality material, materials that are designed to withstand daily wear and tail. Choose from a variety of colors and patterns to suit your uh, best person, uh, to suit your personality. Uh, from classic designs to trendy prints, our shirts will make uh, you stand out from the crowd. So go to Collars and Company. They have a 20% promo going on right now. Uh, they're basically like polo shirts with dress shirt collars. So you can wear them underneath. Uh, you can wear them with a suit. You can wear them with a, uh, uh, underneath a sweater. Uh, and the collars are nice and like uh, stiff and thick. They don't like kind of like flop down. So excellent clothing brands. I just got one of my shirts in the mail the other week. So uh, go to Collars and Company and check them out. All right. Let's go hey, to some. That money uh, did, you that ask my, my, did you ask them my question or no? What's that? For my meathead what? friends in jerseys that don't have necks, what do they do? What do they wear? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, they got, yeah, they got sizes for everybody, buddy. <laughs> By the way, hey, Mech take that money that, that match is going to uh, win for you, right? In that parlay and go go to Collar and Company. There you go. There you go. That's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, real quick, though, I'm going to get to some college football, but I, I got to tell this story, dude. So I, I dropped off uh, Ishan at school uh, last week, all right? And so I'm, I, I stopped at this gas station called Casey's, and I was going to pick up uh, some monsters, and I go in. Was, was Sam's cousin there? What? Was no, Sam's cousin no. there? Sam's cousin was not not there. It was my worst nightmare. It was a it was a tranny behind the counter. And what made it all the more difficult was I couldn't fucking tell if it was a male or a really butch female. And they had a really ambiguous asexual name. I, I, the name was like Jamie or something, which could be a guy or a girl. And they had like green highlights in their hair. And I didn't know what to do. And I was trying to avoid the whole thank you, sir, thank you, ma'am, fucking conversation. But apparently I, I, wasn't, I wasn't making eye contact, and it really irritated this person. And I was trying just to get out of there as fast as I fucking could. But they got irritated that I wasn't looking at them or making eye contact. And they asked if I, if I made them feel uncomfortable. And I was like, no. I just don't want to piss you off and end up on a Twitter uh, fucking video because I've misgendered you somehow. And so I was extremely fucking uncomfortable. Like, I don't know what to do in that situation. I can't tell by your name if you're supposed to be a male or a female because you have, like, like that fucking perfect asexual name. Like, like Jamie or Kelly or whatever the fuck. And then your appearance was that of a very feminine, of a somewhat feminine male but you are also a little bit too big to be truly for me to think that you're a female so i don't know but just what another thing hey how's it going that's it <laughs> and you, yeah, you know what you, I would you do? take your you way out of that you, <laughs> you know what i would do i'd be like yo let me check for the adam's apple and i'll go based on that <laughs> My, my my suggestion for you there, buddy, is um, just do what you do with all the guys anyways, right? <laughs> what is that? What is that? What do I do? <laughs> oh, my God. It should be business as usual for you, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. We got jokes today. Very good. Very, very funny. <laughs> 
All right. So, uh, the newest college football playoffs uh, where the rankings uh, were released. And I, I got to ask you guys, and, and I'm sure Tommy and Josh will have something to say about this, but why do you think Georgia leapfrogged Ohio State? Do you think it's the wins over Missouri and Ole Miss that got them there? Because Missouri is number 12, Ole Miss is currently number nine in the country, and they, they – they beat the dog shit out of Missouri, uh, out of Mississippi, but they struggled to beat Missouri. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with the college football playoffs. I mean, Georgia all year was the number one team, right? Uh, yes, they were number two in the college football playoff rankings, but the two n- new wins that they had, I think that was enough to propel them over Ohio State. Ohio State, okay. yes, their two wins are against Notre Dame and Penn State. And Notre Dame has kind of fallen off, so that win doesn't look very good in the committee's eyes, especially since it was a last-second win anyway, right? So their yeah. technically only dominant win over a top 25 team is Penn State as of now. So, yeah, okay. I, I'll agree with them being number two. Okay. Okay. I feel Fair. like the short answer for me is it almost doesn't matter, right? You win and you're in. Now, the, the, the bias in me would say, like, hey, who does all the rankings, who does all the sports coverage, and who owns the SEC, ESPN, all right? So what, what do you expect? All of these SEC teams start out ranked really high. A lot of them fall off. And, unfortunately, we don't do the proper checks and balances the next year to account for all of that. But – Nonetheless, you win, you're in. Yeah. Well, right now, I, I, I would have one single disagreement there, and I would, at this point, have Washington ahead of Florida State. I, I think Washington, Washington's four wins against Arizona, Oregon, USC, and Utah are better than any four wins that – or state has, including LSU. And I, I mean, you go, you look at it too. I mean, I I agree with you. Florida State has one win against a top twenty-five team, and that was LSU. And they've already got what three losses or four losses, losses. on the they year. Got they got three losses right now. Three losses. So yeah. So I would I would bump Florida State down, and I would move Washington to that number four spot. But I still think if Washington goes undefeated, they're safe because somebody's going to get eliminated between Ohio State and Michigan. So, now, obviously, if Washington happens to lose, then there's a chance for Ohio State and Michigan to both get in again, just like last year. Although, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think if they look at strength of schedule, I I still think – Possibly if Washington's one loss is to Oregon in the Pac-12 title game, that Oregon goes in over a one-loss Ohio State or one-loss Michigan. So, uh, based on strength of schedule. Things could get real crazy, right? I mean, because you've got Ohio State-Michigan, you have Georgia-Alabama coming up, one-loss Bama, right? So, I mean, we're we're (laughs) – things are hardly set at this point, right, for what's exactly going to happen. I mean, you could easily see, you know, a, a Georgia-Alabama freaking rematch all over again in, in, the, in the playoff finals. Actually, I, I, I don't know, because 
they have not moved Alabama above Texas yet because of the head-to-head, right? Even though I yeah. think the SEC has the tougher schedule, it's been very surprising they have not moved them above Texas. If Texas wins out, if Alabama beats Georgia, does that eliminate the SEC for the first time? Because then you'll have no. an undefeated Florida State, you'll have the Pac-10, you'll have the Big Ten champion, and do you put Texas in there with the Big 12? Well, that's, that's, I guess that's a true point. If Georgia goes to the SEC title game then loses to Bama, although I, don't, I, I, I have to be honest with you, I, there's no way the college football committee is going to leave the SEC champion out of the college football playoff. That ain't happening. You're saying it's rigged. That's the problem. Pretty much because I know what you're saying they would have to, Josh, but I think I they would find a way to for Alabama to go and to, to go ahead and if, in the comfortable playoff. And I don't know who's here's they, the thing. You're gonna you out. would have you would have to Florida State is going to remain undefeated, so you can't put them there. They're going to be undefeated. You're probably going to have a Big Ten undefeated team, one-two. The Pac-10, you've got Washington, Oregon. If Washington stays undefeated, they're in. If Texas goes in and beats Oklahoma and avenges their loss, they're in. Georgia, Alabama would be out. I don't think I don't think the I, committee could do that. I I say we 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 end the college football playoff the way we started it. Oregon, Florida State, Alabama, Ohio State. Let's take us out <laughs> that way. Uh, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I know. did not even uh, think about Oregon. that way. Yeah, I don't know if Oregon's. Gonna and it's honestly, it. it's still a possibility at this point. I mean, they're, they're all right there. Yeah, because all Oregon has to do is they would beat Washington in the the Pac-10. They'll be in. Ohio State wins out. They're in. Florida State stays undefeated. They're in. And you put – if Oklahoma beats Texas, Alabama beats Georgia, you've got to put Alabama in. Yeah. Well, you do. The winner of the SEC championship will leapfrog Oklahoma, Texas, regardless. That's how I feel, too. Even though Texas has the head-to-head against Alabama, I I still feel (laughs) – Go look at Alabama. I don't think strength. you can though. Well, okay, but I, I, Alabama's wins, other than losing to Texas, Alabama has wins over Ole Miss. <laughs> they have wins over Tennessee, LSU. They'll have a win uh, potentially over, um, uh, you know, they'll they might get a win over Auburn, who's six and four. They they got a win over Texas A&M, who's also six and four. Not that super impressive. And then if they beat Georgia. Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, and Ole Miss alone are better than what Texas has beaten. Texas's best win. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're wrong, but yeah. then the, the committee is in a conundrum and say, "Well, then head to head doesn't matter at that point." Well, but guys, so what, what is it? Does head to head matter or does it matter? But let me ask you, does head-to-head really matter the second game of the season when you're not in the 100% same conference? 100% it does. I don't – I think it, straight if it, comes down, if it comes down to similar records and, and similar probability of getting in, I believe head-to-head should matter mathematically. Right? Head-to-head to 100% matter. You're a better team. You beat that team. 
So you deserve to be in above them. I, I think strength of schedule is more important to me. Well, and they would do the eye test near the end, right, to say, hey, if right. Alabama and Texas played again today, who would win? The probability would probably go to Alabama. Well, they, I mean, Texas did beat them at Alabama, too. It wasn't a home game for them. They went on the road and beat them. So yeah, if you put that game, you, you played it again. Season, yeah, second game of the season, you played again right now as the teams are set up now. Uh, you know, again, probability – it, it, Alabama is is a, is a better team, if you ask me right now. I don't know. I mean, Jalen Millereau, he struggled in that game. And I don't – he like hasn't a played a big defense since. What? They have not really played a good, good defense since. They played know. good at SEC teams, but I don't think the defenses are as, as good as a Texas right now. Or they're going to see in Georgia. Dude, Texas so doesn't I play think Monroe still will struggle. I, Texas doesn't play any defense in the Big 12. So, I mean, I, I don't know. They played enough defense to beat Alabama. That's all I got to say. And have Milrow turn the ball over multiple times. They, I, I get it. But it's you, you, you know as well as I do. That second game of the season, the Titans beat the Bengals head-to-head. Are the Titans a better team than the Bengals? Yeah, they are. Because the no, Bengals cannot not. beat the AFC South. Get out of here. No, they're the not. The Bengals cannot no, beat the AFC South. They're 0-2 oh. against the AFC South. That's all i got to say. Get the fuck out of here. I, I'm just saying, the, the <laughs> Alabama brand-new quarterback, it was second game of the season. Much like Notre Dame, Notre Dame beat um, Notre Dame. Beat, or, uh, I'm sorry, Notre Dame almost beat Ohio State last year, first game of the season, and we saw that Notre Dame was not nearly the, a good team that last year. They they got better later in the season, but they were an eight and four team, and Ohio State played in the college football playoff, and and that game, first game of the season, was extremely tight. So I, I just those early matchups, week one, week two, especially when you're breaking in new players or new staff, anything then, can happen. Then you can't say head-to-head matters. Then, well, I then you can't say head-to-head matters. I don't think it matters. Not in college football. I, I, I think it matters, or it should matter, right? But the fact is, is that you know where the money is. You know, I mean, you know what's going to happen if it comes down to it. Not saying I agree oh, with it, but. You know what's going to happen. So, so let me ask you guys a question, right? And and after this question, I'm going to move on to the next college football thing. But we all see college basketball, right? We all see the big matchups. We'll see, like, Kansas versus Duke early. We'll see, like, Kentucky uh, versus North Carolina. All these big-time non-conference ma- uh, matchups in college basketball, basketball. Because in college basketball, strength of schedule matters. And losses don't really matter. You can lose seven, eight times and still get, like, a top four seed. But let's say Duke plays Kentucky, okay? And Duke loses to Kentucky in the third game of the season. Let's say Duke goes on to finish, like, 28-6, and six, and Kentucky finishes 25-8, and eight, and the SEC is much worse than the ACC. Let's say the SEC only sends four teams to the dance and the ACC sends eight teams to the dance. Are you telling me, guys, that Kentucky, because they beat Duke early, like third game of the season, 
that they should be seated higher than Duke should be in the NCAA tournament? No, 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 no. no. But Basketball you have to see the volume than football. The, but the volume, the volume of entrance to 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 you know the NCAA. Uh, men's basketball championship is you, the higher volume of teams, right? That's why, like, some of those things are really not taken into consideration. As long as you can make the cut, you're in for 64. It's from there, it's where you want to go, really. Yeah, seeding matters. It matters at that point, but the number of teams are way more, right? I get it. So, so let's let's make it NFL. The Bengals and the Bills have the same exact record. And the NFL has like, oh, because the Bills have a better AFC record, they, they're going to make the playoffs, even though the Bengals beat them head-to-head. Is that fair? Because the tiebreaker for that is the head-to-head at that point. Then but, it goes to the conference record. See, but that's the thing. I, I, think, I, think each one of these, I think each one of these areas are their own beasts. Like they have their own, uh, uh, you know, structures. They work in their own manner. College football – uh, playoffs is completely different than the you know this the uh, <clears throat> NCAA men's basketball uh, tournament, well, right? I, it, and, even the and NFL, NFL is like a way different, completely different, right? But Josh, you just mentioned it. There's already set up tiebreakers where the first tiebreaker is head to head. In college football, there is no tiebreakers. There is no tiebreaker. But, but the, the committee said head to head matters. They will not put a team above somebody else if they beat them head to head. That's why, that's why Alabama – yeah, you said the Big 12 doesn't have anybody. So why hasn't Alabama jumped Texas yet in the rankings? They haven't because the head-to-head. Or strength now, of Tommy, schedule. It can't, be, it can't right. be strength of schedule. It can't be strength of schedule because Texas barely played tough. You know, no. their schedule so far has been cream puff. You're, you're, you're right. It's not based on strength of schedule. But I'm saying, in my opinion, that I believe strength of schedule – outweighs if 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 i lose to air force in week one and air force goes undefeated and i'm the sec champion with one loss and you're telling me that air force is going to get into the college football playoff over me i and i played the much tougher schedule all year i'm going to be a little pissed about it i think in college sports that's why they Ban it the playoffs in college yes. football. Yes, 100%. All right, let's uh, – I'm going to uh, move on to uh, a couple different uh, things for college football, though, real quick. So, we got word that Shadur Sanders plans on coming back next season at Colorado. Um, and then also uh, we got word that uh, Quinn Ewers plans on coming back to Texas thing, which could cause a ripple effect for Arch Manning. But first, let's start at Colorado. Colorado looks like they're basically going to lose out this season. Uh, I'm not sure if they will or not, but their last two games, uh, they got to win one to go bowling. And they're currently one and six in the Pac-12. They're four and six overall. They got to play Washington State next, who is currently also one and six in the Pac-12 and four and six overall. And Washington State at one point was ranked. Um, but they've gone uh, they've gone downhill. Then they got to beat Utah. Uh, sorry. So Colorado would have to win out to become bowl eligible. They got to beat Washington State and Utah both on the road to get to bowl eligibility. 
I don't know if I like that odds. But if Shadur Sanders comes back, how much does Colorado improve next season? Are they do they become are they an eight nine win team or do they are they national championship caliber material next year? You got to remember too, they're changing conferences too. Yep. They go to they go to the Big Twelve next year. So the schedule and that that's also is that still with Texas and Oklahoma or that Texas and Oklahoma are they gone next year? They're gone next year. Okay, so I think yeah, at that point I think they're eight nine win team. I would agree. Uh, I, I mean, would think nine or nine or ten win team, right? Um, so, I mean, if you have to remember Colorado of this year, right, had a record number of walk-ons for a college collegiate football program, right? I mean, they basically started from scratch. Transfers, not walk-ons, bud. Transfers, sorry, transfers. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they basically started from scratch, right? Did, if they had any sort of defense, then yeah. they, they might have won a few more games throughout the year. I think they're going to be better, but they're – they're not national title contenders, right? And if you were just watching the recruiting news, the five-star wide receiver that was supposed to come in, I believe, next year just decommitted from Colorado. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. so, so I this mean, year, I was going to point one thing out, Tommy. This year, they really needed to make a splash if they wanted to take the next jump to that national championship level of team. Um, they didn't really do that this year, right? No. No, not I, at I all. Mean, I, don't, I mean, I, I didn't expect them to. What? I mean, I didn't expect them to to come in and and be a threat to anything. I mean, I I figured maybe they go from one win to maybe five. Oh, that's what they're doing. That's what they're about to do. They're four and six Wait, now. So, they gotta... so, so I mean, Josh, what I was saying I mean... is that. Go ahead. No, what I was saying is that if they had made an eight nine win this year, then you would have could say that next year going to the Big Twelve. With an easier schedule, they might be teetering at the point of being, a, you know, a national championship type of caliber team. I mean, um, if you we'll think see. about it, they, they, they lost like two, was it two or three games now by, I mean, what what was it, double overtime, triple overtime, one one score game, right? I mean, so they, yep. they easily could have flipped the script and been seven and what, three or four right now. I mean, well, they, they've really only been blown out by Oregon. USC was a seven-point loss. Stanford was a three-point loss. UCLA was 12-point loss. So that's probably the other one that was like a definitely a, a loss. Then Oregon State was a seven-point loss. Arizona was a three-point loss. So, yeah, they, I mean, they ball bounces the other way on a couple of those games. Instead of sitting at four and six, maybe you're sitting at six and three. And people are having a different conversation about you, you know? All, all I know is that Colorado team beat the shit out of that fucking team from Nebraska. That's all I know. Second game of the season, you fucker, and our offense still can't move the ball. Anyways, moving on. I don't want to talk about that shit. Anyways. <laughs> if, if, Arch, if Quinn Ewers comes back, I've heard some uh, rumblings that Arch Manning may look to transfer. Uh, do you guys give any validity to that, or do you think he'll stay at Texas? I mean, he'll still only be a redshirt freshman, so even if uh, Ewers comes back another year, he can still start as a sophomore. Uh, he should go to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee or Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee does need a quarterback now. I think Milton's done. I think he was a fifth year. 
yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if I was Arch, yes, but I mean, I I think Texas had a telltale when they didn't even give him a chance to get into any of the games when yours was out, right? They they kept uh, Miles Murphy or whatever Murphy in uh, to play quarterback, and everybody's like, why didn't you start uh, Manning? So yeah. maybe Sarkeesian isn't sold on, on Manning. So Manning might well, have to look up for guys. All three of those quarterbacks were five stars coming out, right? So Texas is loaded at that position. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, yeah. you look at Ohio State. Ohio State was a, a perfect example, too. You had C.J. Stroud as a four-star. You had Kyle McCord as a five. Um, you had Jack Miller as a five. So, and Jack Miller ended up transferring. So, I mean, I, I think he I think he moves on. Okay. Does he move to Alabama? I, I don't, don't think they're sold on Milrow. Oh, that might be a really good spot for him. That might be a really good spot for Alabama. Alabama might be the. Uh, I've heard, I've heard, there's another team coming on for Arts Manning, uh, and that's uh, that's Oregon because that's Oregon because Bo Nix is a senior and he's gone after this year. And, and don't forget about the Ohio State. He's not going to Ohio State. They already got they already got Aaron Nolan. They got Lucas. They got Kleinholtz, and they got uh, they He's not going to Ohio State. And Aaron Nolan is a fucking beast, dude. Oh, I know he is. I can't wait till we get rid of Kyle McCord. Yeah, but I don't know. Although we'll this, see. this Ohio State team reminds me of that uh, oh, was it 03 championship team. Craig Where Krenzel Craig Krenzel just did enough in the deep Krenzel. end. <laughs> Tommy, is that, does that sound about right? It It is. You know, I'm going to give McCord a little more credit, man. He's coming on strong late. I mean, but it doesn't matter what you do all season long unless you beat Michigan. So, and that's where Stroud <laughs> struggled, and that's where hopefully McCord comes on and plays. This team doesn't have a Maurice Claret to lean on, though, unfortunately. And as great as Marvin Harrison is, still needs the quarterback to be able to get him the ball. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. So, I speaking real quick before we move on, speaking of Marvin Harrison, his bro, his little brother, they were talking about how great his brother Jet is. And Marvin Harrison Jr., and I don't know, he said that his brother Jet is even better than he is. His brother Jet is 14 years old, so he's got a couple, I, you know, I, I think he's like class of 2027. Uh, but uh, I, I'll be curious to see how good Jet is uh, because Marvin Harrison Jr. has been great. And, and you know what's funny, guys? The thing about Marvin Harrison Jr. and what we don't, what we see a lot of times in pro, in pro sports uh, is this: if the dad was a Hall of Fame level talent, the son is usually not that good. Their their kids are not usually as good. If their dad was kind of like a journeyman or like a marginal player, the sons are usually much better. We saw that with like Kobe Bryant. His dad was like a ten year journeyman in the NBA. Jellybean Bryant. 
Ken Griffey Sr. was the part of the Big Red Machine. He was a solid player, but he wasn't anything. He wasn't a Hall of Famer. Ken Griffey Jr. much better. Bobby Bonds and Barry Bonds. But in the end, you, you know, our, pick, in football, you can pick McCaffrey as well, right? Yeah, you could talk Christian McCaffrey, Ed McCaffrey, even Arch Manning, the quarterback for the Saints. He was okay. He wasn't great, but Peyton Manning was way better. But never has, like, but Marvin Harrison Jr. looks like he will be much better than his dad at the NFL level. I mean, we'll the see. game's also changed quite a bit, yeah? Yeah, Since true. when his dad played and what it is now. So, I mean, yeah, I, I could totally see, like, the comparison is, is definitely there. Like, he's tier talent, but he's got to do the longevity part that his dad did to even be in the conversation. And, right. and it's, he's yeah. also got to be on the right team, too. I mean, yeah, Marvin Harrison was in the he literally has to break those records. You've got to break his dad's records to be just as good as him. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, uh, Marvin Harrison had the, the opportunity to play with Peyton Manning. You can't say if, if Junior goes to fucking Las Vegas and has to let's, have let, let's, say, let's say Junior goes ball. to the Texans. Let's say Junior goes to the Texans with C.J. Stroud. Teams up there. They, they, it'd be more like the Bears. So, yeah. I mean, he could again, have Justin Fields throwing the ball to him. That's also a plus. Yeah. I heard I heard Fields might be out of Chicago now. He might be. We'll see. I think that's a mistake on Chicago's part. If they part with Justin Fields, I think it's a mistake. You but, think Fields is done or he goes somewhere else and does well? Oh, he'll go somewhere else. And if I'm Atlanta, I am, I'm calling up Chicago and I'm giving them whatever they want for Justin. Uh, Atlanta, I would say Green Bay. I don't think Jordan loves the answer there. Minnesota. Yeah, well, what about what about Tennessee? Tennessee, uh, well, I don't know now. We'll see what Will Levis does the rest of the season. He's looked okay, but we'll see. But, yeah, uh, Minnesota is another option. Uh, fuck, Cleveland could be an option. Get out of the Deshaun Watson. You know, it, it, it sucks. I, uh, I hate to say this, but, you know, uh, uh, if, if Bill Belichick sees something in Justin Fields, the Patriots could easily make a move for him too. That's true too. Uh, I don't think I don't, he. I don't think he will because he chose Mac Jones over him. Right? Or no, no. Fields went before that. That, that was yeah, way Fields different. Yeah. So I, I don't know. know I, I don't like one toilet bowl team in the Bears to another toilet bowl team in the Browns. Like I'd, I'd probably just give up my NFL career. Call it a day. <laughs> And then go ahead and sit back up for for uh, uh, Joe Burrow on the Bengals. There you yeah, go. Exactly. There you Seriously. go. Seriously. Uh, baby. Yeah. To be like the fucking 2016 Buckeyes, or not 2016, 2019 Buckeyes, uh, or whatever year it was. Uh, what year was it? Wasn't Fields a freshman, or wasn't didn't he transfer to no. Ohio State? Burrow was still there as a backup, or no? Had he no. did he come? Later? No, okay. that was Dwayne Haskins. Uh, yeah, Cardell Jones, J.T. Barrett, okay, and Joe Burrow. Okay. okay. And Justin Fields, we got to remember, he was at Georgia, and he transferred in after Dwayne Haskins left. That's right. That's right. I forgot he was at Georgia first, and then he said there was racial tension at Georgia, so that's why he transferred. That's why, so he could get cleared to play right away. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
right. Uh, last thing I want to talk about. Well, there might be a couple more. We got some time, but um, I, I we're gonna move shift over to NBA now. And Sam, I know this is kind of your specialty a little bit. Um, but there's been more and more links to LeBron taking steroids and performance enhancing drugs, but nobody talks about it. His wife. And two of his associates were named in a federal PED investigation. But they claim that the king, that he didn't buy any steroids, but his business manager and his personal trainer dealt directly with Anthony Bosch, who, as you know, Anthony Bosch uh, was the Balco guy with uh, Barry Bonds. I'm sorry, but LeBron's body not breaking down and him still being average being able to average 26, eight and eight at age 39 in the NBA either tells me that the league is super soft or that he's on something, man. And, and I feel like this got buried because the NBA doesn't want this scandal, but I, I, I mean, don't know. There's think a lot of it this of way. Yeah. Sorry, think of it this way. LeBron is a, still somewhat of a poster boy for the NBA, right? You know, yes. you know, he he's he's number one on the most points scored list. He's still playing at a high level. He won a championship re- fairly recently. You know, in his career, um, I guarantee you, <laughs> this is something that just again, you know, I feel um, he definitely took it, it took something. You know, something questionable, right? Because um, you know the way that the style of his play. And as long as he has played for now, with this coming out, I have to wonder whether he started something like this at age 34 when he started seeing a decline, right? Maybe. I think he started before that. Could be. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say he's been on roids for quite a while. Because you just look, you look at when he came out as a rookie. I, I understand you're going to gain weight the older you get, and everything. You're you're going to fill out your body, but. That dude got fucking jacked, and it seemed like he, it, he got jacked overnight like a Barry Bonds. He went from 220 to 260 almost, like pure muscle almost, in, the, in, the, in his entire, uh, you know, um, entirety of his career. That's a lot of muscle to put on, you know, and weight to put on. And for your knees and your ankles and everything else to not break down due to that weight and that muscle gain, again, I have to question – your body. You can't tell me that you're just a genetic freak and that's the way that it is because I see Giannis and he still gets hurt. You know, he's also a freak of nature genetically. Right? I mean, KD. KD hasn't gained that much weight and, and stacked out like LeBron, right? So, oh, KD refuses, so KD refuses to do upper body weight training exercises because he fears that it's going to mess up his shooting motion. Yeah. Adding any bulk will mess up his shooting motion. So a lot of these players that have a pure game of shooting or being crafty or using their speed or their handles or their twitchiness, they don't want to gain that muscle to impede that. Whereas LeBron's been different. He's gone the other route. He's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and he just bulldozes his way through for layup. Yeah, yeah but if you yeah, – And, and I, I will say this too is – it, it almost okay. reminds me. It almost reminds me of Michael Jordan retiring the first time. I think the NBA knew he had a gambling problem, and they told him to go away. 
And okay. that's why it never came out. So that's why he actually retired because they didn't want that, that scandal in NBA. I don't believe. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I, I believe he uh, genuinely wanted to leave because of his yeah. dad and everything I else that happened. Uh, yeah. I think I think he he was about to get caught gambling, and they, the NBA were so like, listen, "Hey, you got to go this, away." This is what you have to. You have, what do you have to realize is this is not a Deshaun Watson getting caught jerking off on on massage therapists. This is just gambling that's allowed. <laughs> this is allowed, like in places like Las Vegas and Atlantic City. He's not doing anything wrong. So I don't think that's the reason why. If it was something serious, like like a sexual assault case. Or like something, you know, along those lines. Well, you you got you got to remember you, you can't you, can, you got to remember the times. Look at back when when that happened. This happened after MLB just got done with Pete Rose. So I think there was a big big thing with gambling at that time, and the NBA didn't want anything to do with gambling. Right, that uh, happened over, right after Pete Rose. Possible. I mean, David Stern is no longer around. Rest in peace. He can't tell us what he, why, why he wanted Jordan out if he did. But guess what? He came begging for Jordan to come back when he did. Oh, 100%. That much we know. Like I so, said, Tom, I, I think it was just a ploy. Sorry. So I, I'm not going to defend LeBron and these, these accusations, right? I mean, I don't think the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? We've, we've seen this story with Sosa and, and, and Bonds and A-Rod and all the stuff, right? So the truth will come out. But – my point is, is that when Jordan came back to the league in the Wizards, he was around 40, and he yes. averaged over 20 points per game on a very shitty Wizards team, right? LeBron yeah. has the Lakers averaging slightly higher, more points per game, and he's gotten better role players to kind of take some of that stress off of him so maybe he's open more often. So the stats maybe aren't too far out of line. Well, I don't know, man, because if you look at his stats, if you look at Michael Jordan's stats at 40, he was averaging he was averaging 20 points per 20 game. Points. Or so. Yeah, 20 points and, per game. But guess what? He yeah, was the oldest player to drop 50 points in a game, though. But, you know, LeBron's sitting here averaging 25, 8.5, 5.5, and 1.3 steals while playing 34 minutes a game at age 38 that he is right now. And then, you know, Jordan – Jordan, I don't know how much, how many minutes he was averaging that year with the Wizards. He was averaging when he first came back with the Wizards, oh one, oh two. He averaged twenty three points, uh, five assists, five rebounds. He was playing about thirty five minutes per game. So, and he was, I don't know if he was, he was thirty eight too at that time. So, but Jordan, uh, I don't know. I see what you're saying, Tommy, but I, I, I don't know. LeBron is still considered top five player in the league. And when Jordan came back and played for the Wizards, nobody thought Jordan was a top five player in the league. But you also have to look at the reasons why LeBron would probably take PDs versus Jordan is because Jordan's game is completely different, right? LeBron yeah. lives, you know, on the fact that he's a physical forward, right? That with the size and the bulk and, and everything else, whereas Jordan's game is a lot more of a guard. So, I could see why LeBron would take it because his game needs it, whereas Jordan's game would not need that at that point, yeah. at that age. So, Draymond Green is 
likely to be suspended again. I don't know if you guys saw yesterday. He choked five Rudy games. Gobert. He got suspended for five games. It was awesome, okay. bro. He, he, gave, he gave Rudy Gobert a chokehold. It was great. It was good for NBA. <laughs> but, hey, I'm, I love I'm, to see some WWE. Someone needs to punch Rudy Gobert in the nuts, bro. I agree, but I somebody needs to fucking kick Donkey from fucking Shrek in the teeth, too. Because... God damn, Draymond annoys the shit out of me, dude. He annoys the fucking piss out of me. I feel like he gets way too much credit. He gets way too much credit for the oh, I, No, I agree. I agree with you. If they gave Dennis Rodman the ball to handle at, it, it, on the Pistons instead of Isaiah Thomas, he would average the same amount of assists as Draymond Green would. Yeah, I just I just don't like that dude whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, yeah, I don't like his game at all. I don't like it at all. But he's, bro, he's a he's a little bit of a thug. He's from Saginaw, Michigan, man. He, he's a homeboy. <laughs> That's how they play. Yeah, he's just one of those people I look at and I'm like, dude, you you did not deserve to be rich. Like I I, I can just tell you're a shitty person. <laughs> People like Channing Fry and like fucking you know people like that. What you got wrong with yeah. Channing Fry? What's wrong with Channing Fry? What is that Channing son Fry of a bitch just fucking attached himself to every team that he could? And <laughs> I don't want to talk about Channing Fry. By the way, can I just say this? James Harden gets traded, and the Seventy Sixers are the are number one in the Eastern Conference so far, eight and two. The Clippers are currently three and seven and have lost six in a row. So, um, I, dude, I feel like Harden is just, he's a cancer to teams. Like he goes. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. The guy does not fit in anywhere, anywhere at this point. Well, I guys heard the rumors though, that the, uh, the Saudi basketball uh, league is chasing him for 900 million. Jesus, go ahead, go go, James. He, go might, he, might, he might just pull a Ronaldo and be out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But there's no complaining about team ownership the only over team, there. They'll fucking, they'll fucking behead you over there. The only the only team I can see James Harden, I, the only team I can see James Harden being uh, an asset for, is the Miami Heat. Because no. Pat Riley doesn't fuck around. Spo does not fuck around. Jimmy Butler sets the standard. You have to play their their style of basketball all the fucking time. No fucking well, hit stands or buts. There's zero percent chance of moving the needle any other direction. I don't give a fuck who you are. You got to yeah. play their, their their brand of ball. I don't think and they want to go. Likely ever ever goes for Harden too. So, well, yeah, let's I, see how far I, that goes. Huh? <laughs> I don't even know if the Clippers are going to make the playoffs, but we'll we'll see because you know Kawhi Leonard needs you know 40 games off the season for his load management. Paul George will probably miss another 25, and then James Harden will be stuck out of the buffet for three games. So, uh, and, and guess what? He, he'll go ahead and have a triple double, like you know, three games in a row, and they'll be like, "Oh my God, James Harden's back!" And he's not because he's 0 three. Yeah. Don't forget they got Russ too. Oh my God! I oh forgot God. about fucking Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
right. The last they thing I want to talk Ross, about. Baby. Uh, the last thing I do want to talk about, because we only got a couple minutes left here, and uh, since we are the All Bases Covered podcast and we do mostly stick to sports and pop culture, I do want to dive into some politics. I do want to talk to Tommy about this and Josh. Um, there's a person that I, I actually have really kind of started liking um, that I've been listening to in the Republican prim- primaries, but kind of want to get your thoughts on, on what you've seen so far and what you, who you think is going to get the nod. Um, I've been, you know, I, I kind of like uh, Vivek Ramswamy, but I don't know how you guys feel about him or and who you guys think will come out of the Republican primaries eventually. I'll let Tommy take this one for a minute. Trump, baby, Trump. (laughs) You know, I mean, I personally moved past him, but I think that Trump train is still rolling, man. Hell yeah. Those Republicans, I mean, they're going to ride that guy again. And I don't know. I'm I'm ready to move past him to somebody else because you lost and – those same people aren't going to vote for you again this time. So, can can I make an outside observation real quick? Go for it. Go ahead. The guy's poker face sucks balls. You could tell when he's flustered, based on the way that he looks. Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay. Right. You could okay. tell when he's flustered, right, based on his facial expressions. Trump has has literally. Aged like fine wine, as an asshole would. Nothing faces this motherfucker. He's like, yeah, sure, okay, okay, no problem. So I like that I, about Trump. I, I I will say this. I think Trump wins a nomination. I no one's even close. Not no one's fucking close. Uh, Ramaswamy, I I think he's trying to be Trump Jr. And I I think he's kind of offputting some people. Could he, a, could he be a VP? Could he be a, a good colored VP for, for Trump uh, to run maybe. again? Trump's already got his VP, guys. It's going to be him and, and yeah. uh, Dr. Uh, what's his name? No. Uh, what? It's probably going to be uh, the South Dakota woman, uh, Christy no, Nome. No. no, they're talking about dude from, C, uh, from Fox News, Tucker Carlson, being Trump's VP. Uh, I haven't heard that one. I'd be different. I think I think he's gonna he's doing that for publicity, and he's gonna switch yeah. over because because uh, you know again Kamala Harris is she's half black half Indian, so I mean Trump yeah, might, might want to move the, in that the smart direction. Move, right? The smart move for Trump would be is having Ron DeSantis as his VP. Ron DeSantis, I, I think. They, they hate each other. I don't, think they hate, I don't think they hate each other. I, I think that's just all politics. They're just going back and forth to, to get each other's name up. I don't think they really hate each other. Um, I, I think I love everything he's done in Florida has been fucking phenomenal. Uh, I mean, Florida was the only state that really never shut down fully, and everybody fled to Florida, right? Christy Nome or not Chris, uh, Nikki Haley, I think she's gained in polls with the whole abortion thing. I, I think during that debate, she had the best answer for abortion. It's, it's a woman's decision. Let them decide what they want to do. The government should stay out of it. And, and I, I think I that resonates with Democrats. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
real quick, real quick, Josh. I want to hear what Tommy has to say about who Trump's running mate should be. Or whatever he was about to say. I don't know if it was about Trump's running mate. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, Tommy's so here infrequently that I'd like to hear what the motherfucker has to say. <laughs> it's usually not that impressive. I'll tell you that. The buildup's better than what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says. That's what she says, right? <laughs> No, but I, I think that, you know, picking a, picking a minority, right, as a running mate, if, if Trump so does that, right, only works for the Democratic Party, right? I mean, if you think about it, Kentucky didn't even vote in Daniel Cameron, who could have been the first black governor of the state, and he's and he's Republican, right? So I don't, I don't know. I don't know who he's going to select. I would assume it has to be a woman, but, again, minority, it, it only works for one side. You really do you really believe that? Because I I don't think so. I think they can play the the game on both sides, man. No, I mean I'll have to agree. I mean I think the Democratic Party is just that's just the way they are. Why can't the Republican I, Party adopt some of those philosophies, man? Uh, I think because they're fucking dumb. That's why. Here in the Senate, Dude, like, they need votes. Who gives a fuck about what you feel? They need goddamn fucking votes. The same, they're doing the same thing the Democrats are doing, except that they're using their tactics. Uh, I mean, it's it's the Republican Party's in disarray right now. They they are flustered. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They can't get it together in Congress. Who, who knows what they're what they're planning on? Are they going to even let Trump win the fucking nomination if he's there? If he has the most. If he has yeah, the highest amount, to. So. they have to. He, he has way too much steam, way too much like like movement to not do that, right? But I don't but believe to, if, they, to if they don't pick point, him, I think they're doomed. I, I think to Tommy's point, I I don't see. I see it the opposite. If what you see, I think there's more Democrats and more people in the middle that will vote for Trump this time around than they did the last time because they've seen how bad this country has gotten over the last three years. But but have they really said, listen, I, I don't want to spend part of my taxes on ice cream budget for Joe Biden anymore, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to spend my fucking money to fucking Ukraine or fucking, I'm sorry to say, Israel. That money that I earn should stay, and if I'm paying taxes, should stay in the United States of America helping this fucking country first. Yeah, I know. That's I agree opinion. with that. I agree with that. All of our money should stay fucking here, help our country out. There's fucking veterans on the fucking street. Well, then, homeless. You know that should not happen. I'll say this. The fucking United States better get good at making shit or get the best at something again. Because back in the 50s, 60s, we were fucking the best at everything, right? And now we're just uh, we're, we're behind on everything. And so if so, we want so to I, I wanted to make, make one point out. I want to point yeah. one thing out. So, so I grew up in New Jersey my entire life, right? And, and it's, it's really strange to you guys, but we used to pay tolls to drive within state. From North Jersey to South Jersey, if you took specific highways, right, Garden State Parkway, New Jersey Turnpike, if you took any of those, which they turn into 95 and other major highways, but when you take those highways, you pay a toll to go from county to county, uh, region to region, right? Those taxes, I mean, those tolls, rather, they went up as the years went on. 
And I found out, like, maybe about 10 years ago, that they had sold the proceeds to those tolls to China to pay off debt. It's like we're 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 seeing our own people to pay for stuff that we made mistakes for. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And and then this is what I I found out the other day at the Bills game. Guy lives in New Jersey. Works in New York. He's got to pay uh taxes to New Jersey just to work for, in New York. Because Absolutely. he can't afford to live in New York. Uh because there's no decent paying jobs in New Jersey, so he has to travel. So he's got to pay New Jersey taxes just to work in, in New York. Like that's there are people shit. that are taking two-hour train rides taxes. in the morning. There are people that are taking two-hour train rides in the morning to go from Connecticut to New York City because it's only affordable to live there and keep the same job that they have in New York City. It's wild. Yeah, it's fucked up. But people do right, it, right? right? Yeah. Didn't they just well, that's all because they right. they built one way and that's it. Maybe it's time to go to different color. All right, that's well, all the time that we got today. Uh, but uh, I appreciate Tommy, aka the Great White Buffalo, aka the fucking making it a the Yeti, the Yeti, the Yeti was here today. I hope that he comes back more often, but every time we say that, he goes six months in between appearances. So uh, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder who Tommy really works for. Sometimes, you know, at some point, you know, I wonder. <laughs> you working for the CIA, bro? Let me know now, right now. I will. I'll add it to the studio just for you. Hey, hey, hey Tommy. Me and Lou do need you. One weekend, because Louie's got to do a beer mile. Yeah. And and then he's also got to put his face, uh, and I got to shoot a basketball, and he's got to put his face in my stomach. So we like need somebody to videotape it. Like in a long case volley. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, one of my punishments. Uh, and we got to do it in slow-mo. We might have to do multiple takes. No, I mean, Tommy, you shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't be... <laughs> Tommy, it shouldn't be so different from you when you and Lou and and, the, and your third boyfriend get together, you know? Just your your cameraman. Your cameraman. Wow. I got a man here, man. I mean, I, Tommy, I just just to let you know that Louie did get awfully jealous that me and you went to a concert together. <laughs> here we go. Here we Louis go. Was jealous Wait, shit. hold on. Very jealous. Very jealous. Very jealous. Not a little bit. Very jealous. Did, did it make a show topic? It did. It did not make a show topic. It, did not. <laughs> it, it definitely made the show. <laughs> what an ass. Because he was pissed because I missed the show. Oh, God. All right, I, I will be back more often. All right, wow, that's all you got to say after all that? Fucking <laughs> guy. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back at it next. Uh, well, let's see. Next Wednesday, we might. I have to speak it over with my uh, team here. We might take a hiatus next week for Thanksgiving week, but I'll talk it over with everybody. So, and, and Louis, thanks. don't don't forget to shout our sponsor again, buddy. Yes, our sponsor, Collars and Company. Check them out. All right. Thank you all. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy uh, some football tomorrow and your weekend. So, take care, everybody.
We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.